0: Hello and what is going on? I'm talking about procrastination today and I wonder, are you guilty of procrastinating? Me too. I've procrastinated in the past and I still sometimes do it, you know? I would say probably less now than I did when I was younger just because I have more awareness around it but I'm not immune to it. So as much as this episode is for you, it's for me too, girl. So I hope it's a blessing. Grab a pen, grab a notebook. I have a few journal prompts for you and we're going to dig in. Here's the real reason you're procrastinating. Plus, three ways to stop this destructive habit. Let's go. listening to her renewed strength the podcast a place where you my sisters in Christ are encouraged to walk by faith and equipped to live well steward well and set your minds on eternity i'm your host erica diaz castro your jesus loving puerto rican life coach if you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety burnout or overwhelm if you're ready to do more of what you love create more space for the things and people that matter most and better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with? If you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party and let's dig into today's episode. Like I said, I've procrastinated in the past. In my case, I procrastinated when it came to writing long pieces like papers or blog posts, and it wasn't because I didn't want to write or because I disliked writing, but because I was afraid that the product would be less than excellent. If you know me, you know that I have perfectionist issues that I'm still working through. God is doing a work in me. Praise him. Give him praise. Hallelujah. That he would even be interested in working on us and in us and through us. So I was afraid that the product would be less than excellent. I justified waiting on doing the thing I needed to do with excuses like, I need the right atmosphere, or I don't want to be distracted. But the truth is, I've written some of my best stuff in times when I was in the midst of noise, distraction, and busyness. So, what was it in real life? Let's first talk about what procrastination is. According to the Oxford Dictionary, Procrastination is the action of delaying or postponing something. According to Dr. Tim Peichel, it's a way to deal with boredom, anxiety, insecurity, frustration, resentment, self-doubt, and more. Dr. Tim Peichel, he's a professor of psychology and member of the Procrastination Research Group at Carleton University in Ottawa, that's in Canada, and Dr. Fuchsia Sirwa is a professor of psychology at the University of Sheffield. And they say procrastination can be understood as the primacy of short-term mood repair over the longer-term pursuit of intended actions. In simple terms, procrastination is about being more focused on the, quote, immediate urgency of managing negative moods than actually getting on with the thing you need to do. Dr. Swassett. Psychologist Dr. Hal Hirschfield, a professor of marketing at the UCLA Anderson School of Management, completed research that's shown that on a neural level, we perceive our quote future selves, end quote, more like strangers than as parts of ourselves. I just punched myself in the chest in case you caught that. (laughs) I speak with my hands. Sometimes I'm a little too excited. So basically, we see ourselves our future selves as different people. So when we procrastinate, parts of our brains actually think that the tasks we're putting off and the accompanying negative feelings that await us on the other side are somebody else's problem. In so many words, these people have basically said that this is an emotion regulation problem. And if you did the emotions and the heart study with me inside the Facebook group in January into February, you know that Our emotions are actually designed to point us back to God, but in a lot of the situations that we encounter in life, sometimes we're pointed to other things, not because God points us to other things, but because we are fallen beings. And in our sinful nature, we distort emotions. We exaggerate them. We kind of make them the truth of the matter when really they're not. So... You know, this procrastination thing, it might also result from deeper feelings related to the thing that you're supposed to do, like self doubt, low self esteem, anxiety, insecurity, right? I talked about writing. So if you have a problem with writing, maybe you're staring at a blank document and you're thinking, I'm not smart enough to write this. Or even if I am smart enough, what are people going to think of it? You could also think, writing is so hard. What if I do a bad job? You know, fear of judgment. Basically, there's always something deeper. There are beliefs you have about yourself, about the possible outcome, and about how others view you that are getting in the way of you executing on the thing you need to do. So how do we overcome this? Well, ultimately, these experts determine that the best way to move forward from the emotional blow you're fighting through is self-forgiveness. They think that self forgiveness supports productivity and allows people to move past their maladaptive behavior. This is a quote. The individual can move past their maladaptive behavior and focus on the upcoming event without the burden of past acts. Do you know what I say? I say that I disagree. I think we need to get rooted in the truth of who we are. In Christ. If their research is true, then we're not procrastinating because we have a laziness problem. We're procrastinating because we have an emotional problem, which is not a shock. It's not a shock because we live in a world that puts the wrong things, elevates the wrong things, and makes the wrong things true, and then sets aside the truth. We trade truth for lies. my gosh, this is a verse in the Bible. I think it's in Timothy. Truth for a lie. Nope, it's in Romans. They traded God's truth for a lie and they worshiped and served the creation instead of the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Okay, so if we're exchanging truth for lies about what is true when it comes to emotions and what they say about us, then I'm willing to bet that the anecdote provided by these experts is rooted in some falseness. But that's because I have a different perspective, right? I think the Bible is true. I believe that no matter what psychology research you do, God's word is truth above all. With that said, if you have an emotional regulation problem, does forgiving yourself really fix it? And if so, why in the world do we need a savior Right? And I'll I'll link the two in a second. So let me back up. I think we need to get rooted in the truth of who we are in Christ. Okay. I think that knowing whose we are will leave very little room for us to believe anything else that can be said about who we are. So if we have an emotional regulation problem and we have doubts about the product we are going to produce from the work we're gonna put in then what do we do about that? I think we have to get back to whose we are so that we can be confident in who we are. For us to be confident in who we are, we have to be confident in whose we are. When you're confident in God and you're confident that the thing you're doing is something that he's ordained, that he has brought you to do, then wouldn't the the product of your work be reflective of his excellence? I also think that knowing your identity in Christ and standing on the truth of the gospel crushes the need for self-forgiveness. Like I said, if forgiving ourselves was the answer, then that would completely eliminate the need for a savior. We can just forgive ourselves for sinning against God, and then we're fine. If it were that simple, then we would just be able to say, it's okay, I'm going to move on from this procrastination moment and, you know, what I did is fine. We're just moving on. I'm not going to do it again. But what happens when you do it again? You're coaching yourself every time. We don't need a coach. We need a savior. The fact that you don't need to forgive yourself because your sins are already forgiven, I think, is a bigger path forward and more effective path forward. And it's not because of anything that we did. It's because of what Jesus did on the cross. I'm not mad at the research. It just shows and reinforces how flawed we are, how little we can do in our own strength, including self-forgiveness. It reinforces how much we need God. In fact, I'm glad that this research exists. I'm just offering a different anecdote. And instead of relying on yourself, inviting you to rely on the Lord. So, here's some tangible tips. I think it's important to get to the bottom of why you're feeling so crummy about a particular task. So I invite you to dig into these journal prompts and just let this be a process of peeling back layers. You might not get to the bottom of everything today in one sitting. It might take some time. It probably will take time. You gotta pray. You gotta seek them. Ask for the wisdom. Ask for the further understanding. And if you're gonna ask anyone for forgiveness, ask God. So here's some journal prompts. What tasks do you have a habit of procrastinating on? What are you avoiding? If you just move forward and do the thing. What's the worst that could happen? Is procrastinating really worth the anxiety you feel down the road? How will you ask God to help you? When will you ask God to help you? A couple more tangible tips outside of journaling. (laughs) Plan ahead and be prepared to do what you need to do. I share effective systems and strategies to being more productive in episode 16. Another tangible tip is to time block. And I dive into this in episode 18. And the last tip I have is to get yourself an accountability partner. This could be a friend or even a coach. And I dive into whether or not you need a life coach in episode 36. Now, if you're not firmly rooted in the truth of who you are and whose you are, then I invite you to head to herrenewedstrength.com to get access to Firm Foundations, This is a completely free mini course designed to build on the unshakable truth about your identity, your purpose, and your calling in Christ. Did I mention it's free? (laughs) It's like a Bible study, but in a course. I have scripture scavenger hunts in there, a lot of reorienting of your beliefs and thought processes, and honestly, just really getting to the root of who we really are, the truth of that. Because if you don't have... That firm foundation, then you're going to be swaying back and forth like the crazy ocean waves. Okay. So let's really get to the bottom of things. I invite you to do these journal prompts, you know, maybe revisit them once a week, once every couple weeks. Make sure that you're planning ahead, make sure that you are time blocking. I offer the Pomodoro method in episode 18. And it always helps to have an accountability partner, always. Sometimes all you need is a friend. You don't need to hire anybody. If you don't have a friend, go hire somebody, okay? All right, friends. I hope this was a blessing to you. And I pray that the next time you're tempted to procrastinate, that you would seek the Lord and that you would give over the thing to him, that you would let him work in you and through you, and that you'd be diligent. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hey sister girl, if you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show. Oh, and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group Bible study, upcoming events, free courses, and other services, head to HerRenewedStrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider. You'll get my weekly top five extra tips and bonuses. I'll see you on the inside.